Is that a, leave Derek on camera? Is that a dance that kids do? I'm, I'm almost forty. Is this what? No, it's the Kirk Cousins running touchdown dance. I saw him <laughs> do like week one last year. He goes like this. I thought it was really funny. Future mediocre Green. quarterback, great quarterback dancer. Future Green Bay quarterback, Green Bay Packer quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. This is your. But we can, I, we don't need to watch Derek dance anymore. I just didn't know what this move was that he does every week. Now I know. Now I'll, I'll YouTube there we it go. and find out. This is your post-Easter video cast for the week of April 5th. We're recording on Tuesday, April 6th. And we close out what really was, as you kind of look around the country, the first great weather weekend of the year. It's actually 77 degrees outside in Illinois in early April. There were some rainouts. I know Withville got rained out. Uh, not everybody got their shows in. But by and large, I saw a lot of pictures from around the country, Derek, on social media. People were decked out in short sleeves. Not on Friday at FCR. Well, we're going to touch on that. (laughs) It was really sunny weather. Saturday was was beautiful, though. Uh, Just people were tailgating, a lot of tailgating, too. I was at Farmer City Friday night, Derek, and what was the word you used to describe Farmer City? Well, you were there Friday, but Saturday was an absolute zoo. (laughs) What do you mean by that? It was B-A-N-A-N-A-S, bananas. FCR was rocking this past weekend, like the 90s. That mean you and I grew up with. The fans were going bonkers for their lane of Lincoln drivers. They were going crazy for Shannon Babb when he won his heat. They swept the top three on Friday and two of the top three on Saturday. Five of the six isn't that bad when the national drivers come home to Lane of Lincoln, well, Illinois. Don't give so. away all your Farmer City Nuggets that's here. Not, that's, don't, a, don't, that's a don't, min- don't give away that's a all the, the, the Tiny. Nuggets here. The Tiny. one thing about Farmer City, too, is it is a place. It's so spread out around the track. When you start like walking around that place on a big race weekend, when the weather's nice like that, it just it seems like it goes on forever, doesn't it, Derek? Yeah, and then the stands you see, they're like, oh, there isn't too many people here, and then you have like a thousand people all the way around turn one and two in the back stretch with their campers. There's like twenty to thirty people each spot. They're grilling. They're having a good time. It's a great vantage point to watch a race, but. FCR might be back, Rigsby. It just felt like, to me, the possibilities for 2021 are are endless, right? The world is kind of getting back to normal. All these vaccinations are coming out. Uh, it's spring. The long winter, one of the longest winters of our life, arguably the longest winter of our life, uh, is finally over. Just felt like hope Hope was springing eternal this past weekend. I am Michael Rigsby alongside D. Suave, Derek Kessinger, and Dustin McCarty inside the Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing Studios here in Bloomington, Illinois. We got a great video cast on tap for the next hour or so. We're going to recap the weekend that was. J.D., meanwhile, kind of written off post-speed weeks. He's white hot now. I think some folks kind of said, eh, after he left the Lucas Oil Tour. Uh, meanwhile, Larson Derek, your boy, shows up at Taz and gets second. Eh. Uh, <laughs> By a half track. And gets second, uh, gets second place. Uh, we look ahead to the upcoming weekend that is, of course, headlined by the World of Outlaws at Bristol Motor Speedway. The half mile in eastern Tennessee still has dirt on it, Derek. Uh, they're still doing it there. We're going to talk to Kyle Strickler uh, to preview. Remember, he had that. He flew back and forth with the jet from Brownstown there. We're going to talk to Strickler. Uh, he, Strickler, Derek, maybe more than any driver in the country, because he's got a lot of shit going on this year, I feel like. Well, like you said, he has his own private jet now, so he can go <laughs> to races. He can race mods at Bristol. Race late models at Brownstown. Yeah, that guy has been racing everywhere, and he'll be along with Ricky Thornton Jr., which, by the way, Jeremy Peters 
and MSR Mafia does his websites, they say, man, those guys race too much. It's hard to keep updated with them because they race so many times. Well, and Strickler's got the situation I was had. The crew chief thing. Is he running Lucas? Is he running the Outlaws? He flew in a private jet from Bra- He's. We got a lot to talk to yes, Strickler about <laughs> later in the show. Uh, also, Kevin Kovac will join us for the memorial. Again, a reminder, he's not dead. Yeah. But the Kevin Kovac memorial notes section. His wife, uh, Lori's birthday yesterday. Did you send her? Uh, I gave her a little uh, message uh, through Facebook <laughs> and said, Lori, happy birthday birthday kevin does not deserve you but we know kovac doesn't deserve her uh, we're playing also a fun game in the first half hour of the show called a wins draft a wins w-i-n-s a wins draft i have no doubt i will be the victor of this when the season is over i will put up a grain i will oh really no, you want a thousand dollar bet <laughs> that's pennies for you so i, I don't, don't know so. about that we will touch on that and explain what we're doing later in the show Derek. i, I this is why i didn't want you to give away your, all your farmer city notes you were there this past weekend. Let's start there for you. Opie gets his first World of Outlaws victory on Friday night. Bobby Pierce somehow gets his first World of Outlaws victory Saturday night. How was overall, you just look at the Illini weekend, Illinois' first late model race of the year. How was it? I tweeted on Friday after the race when it was a three-wide battle between Opie, Pierce, and Ryan Unzicker. God, I miss racing in Illinois. <laughs> then I had to bump it on Saturday when he had Kate Dillard out of nowhere where the first 70 laps went green flag. That's unbelievable. And then... Cade Dillard through this slide job, and you're kind of thinking, Cade, stick to the top. You know, Bobby Pierce is going to go up there. Pierce threw the slider in on three and four. Both nights were awesome. And also, late model season doesn't start until we race in Illinois, the de facto home of super late model racing. I know it does. Florida's awesome, Arizona. But there's like that extra extra pep in your step when you see those guys go elbows up on bull rings. Well, and I said this earlier, I do think the 20. 20 2021 winter so from November, you know thanksgiving through march it was the longest winter of our life right because last year the pandemic started in march and it was already kind of starting to get warm outside when it started racing you know we look back and th- thought it took forever it was really only about a month and a half to two months we got racing again you know march to, to late april at ray cook's track so this was a long shitty winter for those of us in new york and illinois and indiana and ohio and pennsylvania so to see to go to drive over that overpass on i-74 and look over and see the pits full at farmer city and that's just, the most cars i've seen it, there it was in terms of it's every the biggest class. crowd i've ever seen there oh, by far the biggest crowd by far the biggest car count we can check on that but i'm just saying in terms of all other classes everybody is race ready to race in illinois but you have to think about it michael Five months ago at Fairbury, the Falls Frenzy, that was the last race we yeah. kind of raced. So people are ready to go. You know, I, I have a question for you also. And I'm assuming, you know, everyone knows that you and I are Fairbury homers. We're basically, you know, you're literally from Fairbury. I'm 12 to 15 miles from Fairbury. I'm assuming you think Fairbury is the number one track in Illinois. That's a, that's a, that's a safe bet. I can say that. Yeah, I would okay. say you're right. I think there is enough evidence to suggest that Farmer City is perhaps the number two track in the state of Illinois because when it is right, it's right. Is Farmer City the number two track in the state of Illinois? I think for drivers, yes, because you'll see the Fagers and Shirleys of the world hit up a local night the quarter mile to get some tests and tuning, and they only pay $1,000 to win. Racing's always been good there for the most part. I think two or three years ago they were in contention for top five races of the year with K-Rob there. These two races are going to be tough to beat overall. I think Friday night will definitely be a top five race if it goes according to plan. But I think Macon and Spoon River are right on their heels. But 
Farmer City pound for pound has the best racing besides Fairbury in the lane of Lincoln. So we're from where we sit right now in Bloomington. Think about that. Fairbury, uh, 35 minutes. Farmer City, 25 minutes. Spoon River, an hour. Macon, 50 minutes. LaSalle, 60 minutes. We're pretty, for, we're pretty fortunate. Lincoln, 35 minutes. Lincoln, 35 yeah, minutes. Yeah, so it's great to be in Bloomington. Billy Moyer and Brian Rickman, meanwhile, picked up Comp Cam's races victories on Friday and Saturday night. Apparently, the West Plains race was incredible. And, and again, I, I just think Comp Cam's and what the Sullivans are doing is – I don't know if it's the best regional tour in the country. There's a lot of really good regional ones right now, but it can make a case. You got Ashton Winger out there running it, Derek, and both Moyers and stuff. I'm bummed we didn't have video. Um, there were 3,000 to win this past week, and we try, you know, that doesn't mean we won't cover it with video, but we start at 5,000 and up. We're, we're, we are trying to get video of as many of these comp cams, races, and regional shows as we can. Look at me, look me in the eye. Why don't you have video? We're trying. We are trying from all these. We have so many shooters across the country doing and stuff. And if you're a cameraman and in that area, comp cams, let us know. Hit us up. Reach Text out me. To it. Email us. Facebook message me. We'll take you as a shooter. Zach Dome wins at Richmond. Pearson Lee Williams wins a Southern All-Stars race at Patriots Park. I love that name in Dublin, Georgia. Uh, but Suave, the question is, Jonathan Davenport goes to Arizona and he's hot, right? JD goes to Speed Weeks and eww, he struggled at Speed Weeks now. He's won $71,000 in two weeks. He seems to have a renewed vigor about him. What what do we make of Jonathan Davenport, the unanimous number one driver in the country, according to DOD right now? <laughs> Insert Undertaker, Jeff. You guys all doubted him on the drive home when it rained out on that Saturday. Oh, JD, he struggled. I had him in my top five still. You guys were just dogging me. I think he's officially back. The last month, they have found some speed in that car. Arizona, obviously, they were fast. Is this a chance where J.D. could compete with Sheppy's earnings last season? I know he's far off, with, but with more 50K to wins possibilities coming up, possible big money at Eldora, the rumors of maybe two races of Dream or maybe the world, it could happen. His last six races, Derek, get ready for this. Get ready for this at home. Decent. Third, second, third, first, fourth, second from Jonathan Davenport in his last six races. Uh, and then, of course, the first uh, at Taswell, so last seven races there. By the way, on Taswell – uh, J.D. Larson, Tyler Erb, Dale McDowell, Donald McIntosh, Zach Mitchell, Brandon Overton, Mike Marler, Dakota Knuckles. Derek, that is a really good top 10. They also had 35 cars at Taz for the Bill Quorum Memorial. Uh, it's not easy for Taz to get 35 cars with that field. Very impressive at Tazwell, and the, the hillside was packed over the weekend. Yeah, and that's the one track I've yet to make it to. I've talked to people like you who have been there, and you you can't believe how big and steep the turns it's are banked. It's so, it's until you insane. get there. The only thing I remember about this, or one of the few moments I remember of the place is when Billy Ogle Jr. passed Josh yep. Richards in a woo race yep. like 2014. And I'm like, this place is awesome. My buddies have always wanted to go there. I got to make it out there. But yeah, the Taz, that's a great car count. Like you said, it's tough because sometimes Southern Nationals, they only get like, you know, the mid-20s yeah. to get 35 for a big race like that. That place is always packed no matter what sanction it is. And all Kyle Larson does is continue to prove your original thought about Kyle Larson wrong. He shows up at not an easy place to race at your first time and gets second to Jonathan Davenport. Once again, let's heat praise on Kyle Larson, please. I mean, you might as well praise him as the same runner-up in the 1998 World 100. <laughs> Jeepers, crow. I mean, no one might remembers second. Reminder, the, the runner-up in the 1998 World 100 was the one and only Kevin Weaver. Oh, okay. so Who's the 1999? Where we go there? See, no one remembers second. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I so. Don't. Uh, I only remember 98 because of you constantly reminding me. He couldn't even see Billy Moyer. He probably thought Moyer Yeah, it was. Well, he did mention that. that in the podcast. But, yeah, a track that I feel like is elbows up. 
I think Kyle Larson, it doesn't matter what the track's like, he's going to do decent. He's going to be contending for a lot of races this year. Suave, give me a few other thoughts on the this past weekend before I jump ahead to this next week. I got to go back to Mike Spat- Spatola yeah. again, his first woo win, as you mentioned earlier. This guy's been so good locally at Farmer City and Fairbury the last two or three years. He got some summer nationals wins when he first started in the late model division, but he finally did it Friday. Also, these Falls Cup races are going to be good shows. Mike Spatola won. Unzicker second in a debut in MB Customs. Kevin Weaver started on the pole on Saturday night. That is wild. And then you add 2020 track champion McKay Winger, sprinkle in some Jason Fager, Brian Shirley's, and Shannon Babs the world. Get to Fairbank and local nights. They are going to be fun and very competitive races. But, yeah, the local guys showed out at Farmer City. It was great to see. You don't see that often in uh, – World of Outlaws action or Lucas Oil action when they come to town. You know, one thing I wanted to bring up was Port Royal again, $3,000 to win. Mason Ziegler got that victory, Derek. And we, we've talked about this. Port Royal, that Port Royal area there, especially super late model racing and what, what Zuvi's doing with ULMS, they're going to have kind of like an Illinois-like renaissance out there in Pennsylvania. I think they're running three grand at Port Royal every weekend. If Mason Ziegler didn't want to go anywhere, him or even Eckert sometimes, they can make Satterley. some... Yes, He's Greg Satterley. They can make some good money out there racing with $3,000 to win every Saturday night. And you know there's going to be a ULMS race for five they could go to or when the Outlaws are in their area. You could not really leave the tri-state area, as they call it, and race for a living this Well, I mean, behind Illinois, Pennsylvania probably has the most super late models in terms of like a weekly area because that state's so big. They got so many racetracks. They got so many divisions out there. Pennsylvania is a big-time racing state. And Mason Ziegler told me last September at Eldora, he's going to say, you know what? I got a family now. It's going to be very tough for me to leave Port Royal. It's close to home. It's always great racing. You're not going to tear, tear too much equipment out there. So great out, great job out there with Port Royal. And then the UL, ULMS, of course, are going to have plenty of races this summer. Last thing I'll say, too, about this past weekend at Farmer City. It is, it is bizarre. Bobby Pierce had won 785 Summer Nationals races and never won a World of Outlaws race. He finally gets one this past weekend. It Farmer City is one of the coolest victory lanes in all the sport because it's right there on the horse yeah. track and everybody can see and it. Everybody does a How many people were in the Bobby Pierce victory lane? I, be six, it wasn't 600, but it was, it was, so, many it was so many people. There was like no security, I don't think. They were just storming the place, kind of like an upset in college football back in the day. But you got to think, though, other than the Illini and the Prairie Dirt Classic in Charlotte a few times, not many races that Bobby Pierce entered for World of Outlaws action. I know he went to Volusia this year, but, yeah, that was very shocking to see that because he's won almost anything, Crown Jewel, Summer Nationals, you name it. Last weekend was good. I think this upcoming weekend has the potential to be even better. DMAC, let's take a look at the schedule, the highlights from this weekend. Of course, like I mentioned, the Morton Building World of Outlaws, the doubleheader at Bristol, 10,000 and 25,000 to win the Bristol Bash. Uh, Saturday, you've got the, the, the other highest-paying race on Saturday, 10053 to win for the Spring Nationals race at I-75. You see the little flow F Hawk next to that. We'll be live from there. Dan Robinson, Ernie Leftwich, Derek, the good MLRA weekend coming up. Five and $10,000 to win MLRA Spring Nationals in Wheatland. I mean, Chase Younghands is going to be there. Bobby Pierce is actually going there this weekend. I, I, that's, both Moyers, you assume, yeah, yes, would be both there. Both Moyers. Thunder Hill, uh, the Southern All-Stars race. We are actually live from that event. We don't have a Flow Hawk next to it, but we are live from that one. Uh, and Port Royal on Saturday as well. And one that we leave this up here for a second, DMAC, one that is not up here. Uh, we, we only have five spots on the thing. Uh, is Peoria, Derek, the Mars race Peoria might have more random's not the right word because they're scheduled with purpose and they have great car counts and fan counts but Peoria has more of those oh yeah 5,000 win at Peoria this weekend than anywhere and Tony Izzo's Mars bunches there. I would say that Peoria has the yeah like you said the most 5k races just random pop-ups are always at like 
springtime and fall time, which they, like you said, they schedule at perfect timing where guys are just getting ready to start off there. And I think they had a pretty good car count there in the low 20s on a local night last Saturday. So well, that's good to see. You're going to have, you know, I'm assuming Jason Fager, Ryan Unzicker. I think Unzicker will probably go to that race. It's going to be a good field. A good group of Illinois guys. I know um, our friend uh, Tyson Graves, I think, is helping us out with some video from that on Saturday night, which uh, which I'm excited about. But that's a fun weekend. Wait, Derek, Derek, you'll be at Bristol this weekend. We're going to talk more about that later. But are you, are you ready? One lap, one beer at Bristol. How much beer I, are you bringing? A cold cooler full. <laughs> I need a I need a trolley or something. But a yeah, keg. yeah, I do need a keg, McCarthy. Just like <laughs> strap it to your back and walk around there with like one of those helmets. Yeah, that'd be whatever. perfect. You know, after JD got the victory Saturday night at the Taz, I went and looked because, as I mentioned earlier in the show, he, he Jonathan has had a weird year, right? And I thought to myself, how many wins does he have this year? It's only early April. Is it five or six, by the way? I, I, I left my note blank in here. He's got five or six wins, so five victories this year. Three in Arizona, uh, Taswell, and Bristol. Uh, yeah, so five wins so far this year. And I said, how many wins could Jonathan possibly get before the year's over? He's going to run an interesting schedule this year, so how many wins could he end, he end up with? And it actually led me to an even bigger idea. Let's do a wins draft. Let's Derek, DMac, and myself do a fantasy-style draft, just three rounds. We get three guys each, snake-style, snake draft like fantasy football. We are choosing the guys we think will end up with the most victories at the end of the season. Bottom line, who do we think is going to win the most super Super late model races, and these will only count their super victories, which you'll see in a second. Uh, before we got to this part of the show, I had our own Gabby. Gabby, who we love dearly from marketing, select the order. The order is DMAC, Derek, and then me. I got totally screwed by having to go third. Gabby, thank you very much. Uh, Derek and DMAC, you understand what we're doing with the wins draft here, right? No. Yes, I do. <laughs> the total of all three three of our competitors and we will track the the this year. all year long we will track who's got the most victories we'll track it next week we'll track it and this is all year starting back in january so dmac's got the first pick he could pick a guy like jd that's already got five good for dmac right okay well don't so, give him any tips well and he's listen dmac has already made his selections Derek, you have i have here we go the wins draft first ever three rounds on the show dmac you're up first who is your first pick my first pick <laughs> Is Mr. Brandon Overton. Uh, he's off to a solid start this year so far in 21, coming off a 26-win yep. season in 2020. So uh, I think he's, you know, put his ne uh, next foot forward here in 21, and he's just going to continue to do what he did last year. Derek Kessinger with a number two pick. You know, everybody thinks I'm going to go with my boy. I'm going to go with Brent. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to go with Bobby wow. Pierce. wow. Because at the beginning of the year at Florida, you guys asked how many wins he's going to get, and I said he's going to get mid-20s. He already has two. He's also going to race the most out of anybody in this list, pretty much. He's going to race every single weekend. He's got summer nationals. He's got his qualifying down. He's got his feature uh, setup dialed in. Bobby Pierce is my pick. I, I, I like that pick. I think the smooth operator, he's back. You're both – those are nice picks, right? You both made nice picks. Yeah. But how on earth are you going to leave at the three-hole Michael Rigsby to pick the winningest dirt late model drive in America over the last five years? Brandon Shepard clearly is my first pick. Oh, he's struggling. He's already got one win at Cherokee. All right, he's already got one victory at Cherokee. You don't think Brandon Shepard's going to win at least 20 races this year? Well, he's, I mean, I hope. Without question, Brandon Shepard will win 20 races. But he's still five behind Bobby. How, did you think about Sheppy at all or no? I did a little bit. Like, 
so here's the thing. I think racing's pretty similar to like golf. Like year oh. in like year to year you can be you could have a great year and then the next year you change one little tweak in your swing and it just screws everything up. Not that Brandon Shepard has lost any talent whatsoever. I just think they have found a hitch in their program Good that analogy. they're trying to work out. And I think it's just it's the wins are going to come. It's Brandon Shepard. He's in the house car. It's going to come. I just think they've kind of hit a road or a speed bump okay. a little bit. Well, you're absolutely crazy. And <laughs> so because it's a fantasy style snake draft, I get the third and fourth pick. And this one, again, a little off the radar, but this one, I mean, I got 20 wins with it. And my second pick is going to get 20. Max Blair. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, Rigsby runs a lot of crate races. We're not going to count the crate wins. We're only going to count the super wins. I checked with Max. The 54 ULMS races, he's running all 54. I think he can win 15 to 20 of them. I really do. Max, but between my first two picks, I got 40 victories locked in already. Brandon Shepard, Max Blair, pick one and two. D-Swab, your second round. Well, your first two picks have one win total combined. <laughs> my first two picks combined have seven. You guys, I think he's leading the nation. or Oh, I guess Overton is with six, but he's right up there. Number one driver. Got all 10 votes. I'm going with Jonathan Davenport. That's my second pick. That is like getting Aaron Jones in the third <laughs> third round and running back with high, you know, just high volume, high ceiling. Ah, JD. It does. I texted him last night and said, I'm picking you in a draft tomorrow. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you'll have to watch the video cast. So, yeah. JD, what a pick. You guys are done for. Already got seven wins between my first two. <laughs> well, it does seem it, like what? he uh, has a little bit of that 15 mojo. Well, and to me, you know, if he's not going to run Lucas, too, and let's say he goes and runs a week of the Southern Nationals, he could pick off four, five, six. But Madden and Overton's going to be there, too. The Southern Nationals, which you can watch live on Flow, is going to be pretty Was good. Was that like year. your voice of, like, yes, being that professional? Is watch live what? on Flow. Uh, DMAC, you have the next two picks. You have the yeah. fifth and sixth pick, and you'll close your draft out. So my uh, second pick here is Turbo, Tyler Herb. Uh, <laughs> what are you laughing at? My so co-host. I'm, yeah, Derek's co-host. He didn't even pick him. But uh, he's got four wins so far, correct? It might only end up with four. Uh, Wow. Ouch. Turbo, I'm kidding. I love you. I thought, according to your suave talk, your um, grading of him is supposed to make him better. Driving a driver assessment? Yeah, your driver (laughs) assessment. I I think he's going to continue to have a little success throughout the year. I think he gets to easily 10 wins this year. Ooh, that's not going to do it. That ain't going to be enough in the wins (laughs) draft. No big deal. And your final pick. My final pick. He's more of a regional guy, but uh, he had eight wins last year, I believe. Zach Dome. I love that pick, actually. He's uh, sneaky good regionally. He's, uh, I don't know, a lot of people might call him like a bottom feeder, but hey. He's a bottom feeder. And and Veronica's always trying to get him to run the cushion. He (laughs) never runs the cushion, but he is. But he's good at it, right? The bottoms. Yeah. I think Zach Dome's going to win 10 races. Zach Dome's double digits, right? Yeah. He had eight last year. Yeah. I think he just... Keeps going. Derek, your final selection of the winner's draft. There is not one person in the world that would ever think about picking this guy, except for me, because I'm really (laughs) smart. So, the king of the north, the guy from Michigan, everybody mispronounces his name. It's Dona Marcoulier. I've asked him plenty of times. Nope, nope. nope. If you ask him personally. Yeah, and I have, and I don't like pronouncing it that way, and I've told him that. Or Marcoulier, which I like to say. Yeah, it sounds (laughs) way, way better. (laughs) 13 wins last year. Picked up a last lap pass this past weekend. I think he's going to pick off all those $3,000, $4,000 Michigan races. Might win a couple summer national races. He's always good in that slick. He's always guaranteed double-digit wins. I'm going to go with Dona. I think big year from him. 
I got you. That's donut. my third and over pick. And you have to say it like this, Donut McKee, yeah. It's yeah. How you <laughs> so right now, my team has eight wins. McCarty's team has eight wins. You're kind of struggling a little my bit. Final, my final driver, and I'm looking more towards the future because this isn't about who has the most wins now. This guy does have victories on the season already. He had 15 victories last year in a super late model. You want to be battling for Michigan supremacy. Here comes my guy who will battle you for Michigan, Northern Ohio supremacy, Rusty Schlank. Let's just look at it this way. 20 wins out of Shepard, lock. 20 wins out of Blair, lock. 15 wins out of Rusty Schlank, lock. I'm at 55 wins already. Locks. Pierce, 30. JD, 30. How about <laughs> okay, it's over? Okay. It's over. <laughs> McCarty has like 10 total. Yeah, Rusty Schlank uh, wins going to win a ton of races at Attica. Not afraid to bounce all over the country and race. I mean, you, you get 10 at Attica alone. This is not going to be close, guys. You think it'll be a blowout? I think it's going to be a blowout. You guys oh, delivered me Max gosh. Blair, Rusty Schlank, and Shepard. All right. We'll ask Kovac later. What do you think? All right. Let me take a look at the final picks here, DMAC. McCarty has Overton, Turdo, and Zach Dome. Deswav has Bobby, JD, and Dona Makuye. I've got uh, the winningest driver in the country over the last five years, Brandon Shepard. Max Blair, probably the second winningest driver over the last five years. And Rusty Slyke, you can just pencil him in for 15. By the way, how many I, wins do you have so far this year, Rigsby? Uh, Slyke's got two, right? Two? I know he has one at Southern. Yeah, so know. I think Slyke's got two. Shepard's got one. I have three. Derek, you have eight. Me and you eight. have eight. Oh, you have nine because no. Dome has one. Yeah, but man, once Wait, how many, has, how many does Turbo have? He has four. four. Oh, so you have, you have 11. I have 11. Yeah. We'll blow out here so early. It's, guys, it's, it's, early. We just, it's, it's the, early. We're running the mile. You guys just got out of the starting blocks, hey, right? but what do you always say? Like, Arizona sets the president for the year. That's true. That's true. And Rusty Schlenk wasn't very good in Arizona. And Brandon Shepard didn't even go to Arizona. Uh, by the way, the winner of this, if I win, nobody gets anything. I will pay, if one of you two want to pay $200 cash. Not a thousand. Two, not a thousand. All right, two hundred guys. All right, uh, we're going to be back after this talking to Kyle Strickler. Uh, we're going to talk a little Bristol, Lucas, the Outlaws, and more. Back after a quick set of commercials. to do more than just win you got to get them out of their seats you got to give them the slide job cushion pounding no holds barred racing they paid to see this is dirt track that means pushing it to the edge and laying it all on the line yeah you might wreck. we'll help you get back out there so they can watch you try it again and again see dirt track is a sport of the people and only they decide if you're to be remembered. It's your job to take risks and make sure you're memorable. Pit Stop USA. Live like legends. Are you looking for the best race shirts on the planet? Impact Race Gear has you covered. 
with first-class artwork and state-of-the-art screen printing equipment. We service the entire racing industry from dirt late models, sprint cars, modifieds, to asphalt and drag racing. For shirts your fans and sponsors will love and deserve, be sure to call on Impact Race Gear for your next project. Visit our website at impactracegear.com or call 1-877-743-8337. We make it easy to get the best race shirts on the planet. Back in the Flow Racing and Dirt on Dirt studios. Did you know this, Suave? Did you know this? I don't know if you knew this or not. Bomb Chevy Buick is Central Illinois' number one dealer and has been family-owned since 1928. I like saying it like that, 1928. It's almost 100 years. And I'm not just saying this. You will never, ever, ever, ever find better human beings to deal with in the car and truck game than Bomb. And if you buy a vehicle from Bomb, Derek, a lifetime subscription to Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing, that means till you're dead. You have it until you're dead. Lifetime. Check them out at bombchevybuick.com, B-A-M, B-A-U-M, excuse me, chevybuick.com. I mentioned that I think Comp Cams might be the best regional tour in the country, but obviously, you know, MLRA is MLRA is right there with them and has been for a long time. MLRA kicks off this weekend at their home track of Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland. Usually these April races, they don't usually pay this good. They're paying five and 10000 to win this weekend. Todd Turner, the, the the dean, the Todd father, dove into some historical MLRA data at Lucas Oil Speedway. Throw that up there, DMAC. Uh, 86, no, 85, Derek, 85 times MLRA has raced at Lucas Oil Speedway. Um, it's a little deceiving that their, their winningest driver ever is, is Jimmy Owens with 10, because I think some of those have got to be co-sanctioned with Lucas, obviously, oh, yeah, in the Shelby sure. 100s. You see Owens with 10, Stovall, uh, probably your most traditional MLRA winner, Bloomquist, Davenport, Berkey, Gustin, and Jeremy Payne with four. Um, some interesting notes. Now, uh, on top of the 85, uh, Justin Wells won the first MLRA race at Wheatland back in 2006. Was that the Wallace um, Wheatland by then? Or was it still no walls? I don't, yeah, no, that would be the no no wall in turn one and two. All right, then. yeah. Uh, Old Wheatland track hosted nine MLRA races, Derek. That's the that's before Forrest and then bought it at all. The Old Wheatland Al track. Al Perky, name drop. Al Perky won four. And I love this. Randy Timms of Wheatland, Oklahoma, is a two-time winner in Wheatland, Missouri. That only Todd Turner could could pull he that. Figured out. it out quickly. So five thousand and ten thousand to win MLRA. We will have highlights both nights uh, this weekend. You can check that out. Our guest today is a guy that I think needs to be interviewed for a number of reasons, and we're, we're going to get to all of them during the course of the show. But one of the main ones is that this weekend, he is one of the invited drivers, and he's also the World of Outlaw point leader, taking part in the Bristol Bash for the World of Outlaws series at Bristol Motor Speedway in Bristol, Tennessee. He's one of Derek's best friends. Is that fair, Derek, one of your best friends? I think so. We have a good time together. I'm always pumping him up. and uh, Oh, yeah, we're for sure besties. Wow. From from best friends to on the Integra Shocks and Springs hotline, it's Kyle Strickler. Kyle, I worried there might be a little... 
you know, you had the, the race a couple of weeks ago at Bristol. You had the cup race at Bristol. I, I'm worried there might be a little Bristol fatigue by the point we got to this Outlaws race. They had the first event, then the cup race. Are you fatigued by Bristol at all? Or are you ready to just get in there and go this weekend? Not at all. Not at all. And um, I didn't get the race for the first one. I was in the stands right. watching the, the first one. And then uh, um, we were trying to save our stuff for Brownstown, which – we probably should have tried to save our stuff from Brownstown instead of for Brownstown, uh, the way it ended up playing out. But, uh, no, not at all. I cannot wait to get back to, to Bristol. Um, it's one of them places that, um, you know, I, I really like, and I think we really go good there, obviously in the modified and we were really fast in the lane mile there when we tested. Um, I'll have both of them there this weekend. So, uh, I'm ready to rock. I can't wait to get there. You mentioned it, Kyle. You tested the late model there. Um, you won and, and obviously ran quite well in the modified there. But I want you to truly describe this, Kyle, and don't bullshit me on this answer here. What is it like in a super late model going around that place? Just uh, you know, I've had guys tell me they they couldn't breathe. It was so fast. I had guys tell me that they they nearly blacked out. They just couldn't. What what is it like, Kyle? What is it like taking a super late model around this place? Uh, when you're when you're out on a racetrack driving, you're adrenaline pumping, and then when you come in, you're kind of hand or jittery and you're shaking a little bit. But uh, um, I love it. I love high speed places. It's it's awesome just to um, to go out there and and when you're on the racetrack, just riding around, not under green, obviously, but like when you're just riding around, pacing around, and just to look at the facility. Um, there's no other like it. Um, it's got that you know true stadium feel, coliseum feel. Um, but then when you get up to green, it's, um, you, you load up, you can feel that you're, you're pulling a lot of G's and the cars really load up uh, in the center of the corner. But for me, um, you know, it, you kind of arc into it and it's way different than anywhere else. Like a lot of places you have a, a, a huge spike in the, the right side loads initially, but, uh, here you can really feel in the center of the corner where you change direction. You're going up going the other way the, the whole all four tires plant into the into the racetrack but uh the unique feeling and uh something that i uh i really love and um for that modified racer they went out and tilted the track up and uh gave me a cushion up there and and that, that was so much fun to be able to get up there and rip the top and um you know that's what i really love doing in a race car no matter what kind of car it is I'm going to ask you this question that i don't think anyone has point blank asked anyone as far as interviewing or being on camera I keep hearing it's too fast. It's too, is it? Is this place too fast for dirt late models? When they have it, um, when they have it wide open, um, and you know, when you say about the, the the Bristol hangover, I think that they're just learning. They keep on learning, so it's going to get better and better as it goes. Um, so when we first went there, it was yes, it was way too fast for the first half. It was wide open, shortest way around the racetrack. Uh, never even think about lifting. Um, you know, and I think that we, the times that I ran are still the fastest that anybody went in a late model, um, because the racetrack, they kept on working on it. And then they put the, uh, the dirt humps or the dirt turtles, whatever they're calling them down there on the bottom. And, uh, that keeps people from driving down the apron and getting, uh, shortcut in the racetrack. Uh, but when the racetrack, when, when they let that bottom flick up and get black and, uh, they have the moisture at the top. Uh, you know, it's, no, it's not late. It's not too fast. It widens out. It races good. Um, you know, the late models traditionally on the bigger, faster racetracks, they're not going to race 
as good as the modifieds because of all the arrow stuff that comes into play. But I've done, you know, I had a blast in that modified, and I could go anywhere. I started ninth in my heat race and was leading uh, past Steve Martin for, for the lead in the heat race. So um, the track was really good then. So as long as they do the right things to the racetrack where they slow that bottom down and they, and they keep the top tilled up and keep spraying moisture on it, it's it's really a uh, it's way racier than I originally thought it was going to be, and I think that everybody was worried about. Um, and the safety concerns, um, yeah, you're going to have you're going to have a lot of accidents in the um, in the lower divisions. But this weekend we got modified guys and super late model guys, and it's invite only. So we'll have a, a really good group of guys. I think you're going to see some great racing and and. Um, uh, see some great action and and not have any of the or shouldn't say any but not have all the wrecks that they had um, in some of the lower divisions for the guys that ain't used to going that fast. Hey Kyle, Derek Kessinger here. How is it going, buddy? <laughs> Derek Kessinger here. I like that. It's it, it's it's going great. You got any pizza for me, buddy? I do not have any pizza for you. But my first question to you is. What's it like to be a mogul? Private jet, all of a sudden you're big time now? Like I think I'm kind of cool and we're best buds, but I got no invite for this. I've never been on a private jet. I'm, I'm telling you, I've done some cool things in my life, but that was probably the coolest thing I've ever done. I, I felt like a, a, a big-time rap star or maybe a big-time NASCAR driver or something, but um, never in my wildest dreams did I think that there would be a million-dollar uh, private jet on a runway waiting for me with two pilots, um, and nobody else was there. Like I just I jumped out of Craig, Craig's truck, uh, Craig Sims, that took me to the airport. I jumped out of his truck and ran, like, across a little piece of grass, and there was two guys there, the two pilots for Lowenbro, were standing there, and literally right behind them was this jet. And they're like, uh, you're Kyle? I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm guessing that you guys are you know, going to fly me in. And, and he said, yep. We jumped right on this plane. He said, uh, buckle up. We're hauling ass to Bristol. And, and, Whose uh, plane was it? I, it was uh, Paul, uh, Paul Leach, the Lowenbro guys. They were in Bristol watching Steve Arpin. Uh, race and with me starting on the pole and we weren't sure what was going to happen at at um, Brownstown. They kind of had a plan together, a plan in place because another thing I learned about the whole uh, big time jet deal is that you don't just you know jump on that and go fly wherever you want. You have to have flight plans submitted and everything. So fortunately, they knew how it all worked and and they had a flight plan submitted um, and just in case. Uh, then we had a make a decision, and the minute it took off from Bristol to go to Brownstown, it was going to be ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 no matter what, um, whether I was on it or not. So we were <laughs> – I was really scared that the uh, worst-case scenario could happen, that I would have – they would have flew the plane out, and I couldn't make it back in time, and we would have just wasted all that money. But um, the Lone Bro guys, the, um, Paul and John Leach, um, you know, it's – I mean, it's, it means so much to me. It was absolutely one of those awesome moments in my racing career that I'll never forget that, you know, I get on this private jet and just me on it, the two pilots, um, and they were uh, awesome guys. And they, when you have a jet, I guess they kind of really like that type of stuff. Like when you're in a time crunch and you got to make stuff happen, it really, uh, uh, they, they, they love that deal. So they uh, turned an hour and something, some change flight into 45 minutes. I think it was like an hour and 10 minutes from when I left Brownstown to when I was getting in my running through the tunnel again in my car um, at Bristol. God, what a big timer. I love it. That is a pretty uh, badass story. But 
you're trying to tackle both these series. You're racing every weekend. Let's go to like the the gritty stuff. How is it? What's it like? And how do you guys do it? Just traveling up and down the road, just miles and miles in a toter. Um, that was the hard part. You know, race car drivers ain't are not very smart. That's why they put walls around the, the end of the track there, so we know when to turn. So I get on this jet, and I'm like, um. What am I going to do after the race? What am I going to wear? I didn't bring no clothes, nothing. So after the race, I'm still wearing my fire suit, and I'm like, um, how am I going to get home, guys? What am I going to wear? What is, how are we going to handle this failure? Like, I don't know. You figure it out. Don't have to do your big. So I ended up having to go, like, the Craig Haller was headed to Atomic to race the Lucas race the next day. I wore my fire suit all the way home. And, yes, I did stop at a gas station to go in and uh, get a drink and piss. And uh, Austin Bloom, my uh, longtime modified crew chief, thought it was the funniest thing ever, uh, Snapchatting away of me and my car walking into the gas station. <laughs> but I, I, I got home at, I think, like 4.30 in the morning, um, grabbed some clothes, got my wife's car, and then drove to Atomic. I slept for a few hours and then drove to Atomic. Uh, and showed up like an hour before hot laps, and uh, Benny and the boys were not super thrilled about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was definitely um, an awesome experience. But it also the logistics of it, I didn't think of think any of that through. Uh, all I was worried about was being able to to, to uh, do both of them and race both of them, and and didn't think about uh, what was going to happen after the fact. But it was stressful for there, and and trying to travel down the road and race all these races as much as we do. Uh, especially right now is, is stressful and it takes uh, a lot of good guys and, um, you know, and a lot of good people behind you. Kyle, the last couple of things, Derek, you know, mentioned both these tours, your first and outlaw points, but I know many around your team have told me, Hey, no, he's still running Lucas this year. He's running Lucas this year. Despite the fact you are 22nd in Lucas oil points, just help me out. What are you doing this year? Can you answer this question or not? <laughs> um, we're running both of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. So, yeah, we're running both of them right now. Um, and it's uh, the plan was 100% to to run Lucas. And um, we are honoring our commitment. And I've talked to all of, you know, to Schwally and, and Francis um, and Craig and everything. And, and um, you know, we got down to, you know, personal stuff as far as, like, okay, I look at it from a personal aspect, from a business aspect, and from Craig. I'm looking at it from all these deals, and, and Craig is really big on um, honoring your word and everything. And um, We did make a verbal commitment to, to Lucas, and we're, we're honoring that, you know, up until the point that we have to make a decision. I think that's the right decision to do. You know, it's not like we're going to say, okay, we're buried to points. We're not going to run a Lucas race, even though they're not competing at Fort Powell this week. So I think that's the right thing to do. Um, we're going to racetracks that I, you know, like going to. Uh, we were fast at Atomic, uh, um, and uh, unfortunately, uh, I thought I'd, I just got a flat, like I had three weeks in a row. But apparently, uh, Francis, Steve Francis, thinks that I broke a wheel, um, and that would cause it to go flat. But we were going to have a good run there, and then um, it's just we've had bad luck, and it continued, even though we got into the Longhorn car, it still continued. On the Lucas side, we we still haven't finished the race um, even after switching over to the to the, to the Longhorn. So, and then on the uh, Word of Outlaw side, um, there's been a little bit of some struggles, but uh, 
we're at least keeping our head above water and finishing races and um, trying to keep on digging. Last question I've got for you. Are, are you officially a late model guy now? Can we put this mod career to bed, and can you just be one of us now? Are you, Kyle Strickler, a late model guy exclusively now? Uh, I, I think so. I think it's probably 50-50 right now. No, that's not exclusive enough for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, we're, get, we're getting there. I think that it's going to take me winning a crown jewel or winning uh, a big race um, to, to put me over the hump. Because when people mention my name, I'm, you know, I'm sure that um, there's going to be a lot of people that know me from my modified accomplishments. But that's definitely the goal, and that's that was the biggest deciding factor, or I think it's going to be the biggest deciding factor on uh, which tour we run, because I like going out and doing things that nobody has ever done. Um, so nobody's ever won a national tour their first year, their rookie season. So um, I think Ricky, Ricky Wise is the best, and he finished third. So, you know, I, you only have one shot at that. So... I'm going to try to do that. That's my goal. I want to go above and beyond and be better than, than everybody else out there. So the uh, last couple of weeks have been um, very stressful for sure, but uh, we're going to Bristol, and uh, we got a really fast race car there and keep our stuff together, and I know we can win there. And, um, Farmer City is not my really cup of tea. <laughs> and, it's in Brandon Shepard's backyard, and uh, we minimize the, the bleeding as, as far as uh, – blowing the motor and, and then having to change all that and still making it out there and still finishing, uh, I think, 13th uh, Saturday night. So we'll see. I'm pumped up for Bristol. We're going to get it turned around, and hopefully this is my weekend. The Bristol Bash is this weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway. 10,000 to win Friday, 25,000 to win Saturday. Kyle Strickler, one of the invited and point leader for the World of Outlaws, will be there. Kyle, good luck this weekend. Now, Derek is coming this weekend. Can you two – behave yourselves together this weekend yes I or mean, no trickler knows all the hot spots he's already been there i haven't <laughs> so I, he's gonna be my tour guide kyle i'm <laughs> counting on you yeah yeah i i am a uh, late model racers have to be way more well behaved than modified racers so <laughs> that is i'll true. keep her under 100 i promise <laughs> Yeah, well, I'd like you to keep it under 60 i don't know if i can do that or not uh, strickler good luck this weekend bud all right, thanks, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, one more break, and we'll be back with Kevin Kovac in the notes section after this. Under 100, Derek. You hear that? I Under heard 100 it. this weekend, you and Strickler. <laughs> Established in 1983, FK Rod Ends has been the industry leader for both midget and micro racing. Family owned and operated, we take pride in our products and our name because we know you value yours. Visit our website, www.fkrodends.com to find out how you can join our winning team. FK Rod Ends, to beat the best, you've got to use the best. Racing's not a sport. Racing is a lifestyle. It's all night in the shop and long days on the road. 
You always push a little harder, and you refuse to lose. Protect yourself. Protect your passion. Pit Stop USA. Live like legends. Look at you snapping at me over there. <laughs> I was getting ready for the Kevin. I thought I might get a little music back in is what I thought there. No? No music? God, is this guy a DJ or not? Swan? It's not DJ McCarty. It's uh, producer McCarty. Man, it is producer McCarty. I was actually curious. Uh, we talked so much about Bristol. How many guys would, would run the first race that was there a few weeks ago and come back and run the second race? Uh, we're basing this list off just the entries, right, the guys that have been invited uh, to the outlaw event. So throw that up there, Dustin. Uh, you got so Bloomquist, Briggs, JD, Fergie, Clay Knight, Madden, Overton, Pierce, Strickler, Thornton. However, we already know Bobby Pierce is going to Wheatland. Ferguson is not competing in the event. Uh, and Kyle Strickler only ran a modified the first time. So, what do you, Derek, seven, six or seven guys that'll be there twice? Eight with Strickler being there, but seven late model guys, I think, right? I mean, you got to think looking at this list, Jonathan's got to be a heavy favorite this weekend, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, just, I mean I'd back the truck up. Oh, so you, it's a lock, you're telling Not me. Not a lock, but, I mean, if you're going to be Vegas smart, gambling smart, he is definitely a big-time yeah. favorite. Yeah, I, I think Jonathan is the clear favorite. Can Scott, Bloomer do it? Scott ran good. Don't get me wrong. And I think Madden and Overton will have something to say about it. But, yeah, I think Jonathan's got to be the favorite. It is time for the Kevin Kovac Memorial Notes section. I've got a quick note before we get to Kevin. Uh, Cherokee rescheduled that Rock Galt Memorial. $40,000 to win, Derek, on Thursday, September 2nd. That makes for a hell of a stretch. On Thursday, September 2nd, on Labor Day weekend, 40000 went at Cherokee all the way through the World 100s the following weekend. That is going to be a monster week of racing. Does the right road there. through Eldora go through Cherokee at I, some It point? might have to now, right? Now that I'm looking at this, as I start to plan the road to Eldora, I look at this and think, eh, we might have to do it. So Kevin Kovac is on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Uh, Kevin, it was your wife Lori's birthday yesterday. Oof. Did you uh, overhear any phone calls between her and Derek at all yesterday? No, I don't think I heard anything. I don't think he called up. Uh, hopefully, he wished her a happy birthday, though. He did? I'm hoping he did. Yeah, I don't I I'm hoping he did, did. Uh, okay, that's not, just checking there. Derek. You didn't text okay. her any illicit sure photographs. I don't text or DM her like some you know some guys would. I'm I respect <laughs> Kevin. I know that Lori loves me, but I wouldn't do that to her Kevin. or to him. I guess. Yeah. I can't believe she's I can't believe she's 32. Finally, Kevin, can Oof. you believe it? I know. I'm just such a young girl. Right? You know? Stone cold fox. <laughs> All right, Kevin. What do you got? What notes do you got for us this week? I'm going to start off with a note here, but I want to ask you questions, both of you, so you know the answer to it okay. too. It's uh, it's Bobby Pierce. This is a little digging into like how many races he's run uh, before he won his first World of Outlaws feature. How many ra- World of Outlaws races he's ra- entered? And so, what, what would you guess? How many races has the World of Outlaws races uh, has he run before he won one? It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be less than people. I'm gonna think. go 25. I think it's gonna be uh, 29. Oh, uh, uh, both of you are way off there. I think. Yeah. 74. Wow. Okay. 74. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Never more than 11 in one year, which is kind of surprising. You know, I thought he might have had a little bit more than that, but I mean, uh, um, but with all the races in, in the Midwest, right. but his first race he ran with the World Outlaws was in 2010 when he was 13 years old at Lincoln Speedway. He finished 20. So, wow. so he's been around a while already, I guess, but he, uh, he's run 74. He's a 74th career start. He started uh, enter uh, races that he entered. He's made 70 features. Uh, he's got 18 top fives now, 31 top tens. He had four second place finishes 
before he finally won one. I just thought that was pretty neat. So I try to look there, look back, and see how many races it. It took him to Derek to and win I only missed it race. by a mere forty to fifty races. I just figured like there were some we years still he think ran Bobby, like four. We still or think this is Bobby's third year of racing. That's the problem. <laughs> that is true. All right, Kevin. Well, very well, good. Bo- Bobby wasn't even sure. Yeah, I actually asked Bobby. I always thought he that he that he had been racing, had he raced in before, and he only thought he raced in about fifty outlaw races. So uh, he was off by a you know a little bit of a percentage too. But um, also, I, I, this is something that. Uh, I thought I, I, I'm going to get this note a little bit from Derek because I saw him uh, after his interview with Kate Dillard after the race uh, at Farmer City on Saturday. You know, if you watch to the end of that interview, you show you would see that uh, Derek showed a, a little little shot there of the piece of dry shaft that was uh, basically a passenger in Kate Dillard's car the, for most of that uh, 75 lap race. He had a piece of somebody's broken. Drive shaft flew up in the air, hit him in the shoulder, t- stayed in the cockpit, and of course there was no cautions until lap seventy. So he kept it in there, and he had it up by his feet. He was hoping it didn't get caught up in the pedals. And I, I just, you know, checked with him and see how he was with that. And he said, "Man, it was uh, never had that happen to him before. It was crazy to have a piece of uh, of a race car come flying at him in the middle of the race, uh, but hit him in the shoulder." But it only a little bit. It didn't really hurt him. It stunned him, hurt him a little bit, got a little bit of a bruise there. He said, thank God for carbon fiber uh, drive shafts because it would have been a little harder hitting him, I guess, if it wouldn't have been the likeness of a carbon Derek, fiber. you had a shot of it, you're saying? Yeah, it was yeah. half of the piece. It was off of Blake Spencer's early in the race. Okay. And I told him afterwards, I'm like, you, once Bobby passed you, you should have threw it out on the track and then have another chance to pass him back with two to go. But he said, yeah, I was thinking about it, but he was, he was also thinking there'd be a yellow before lap 70, but glad he's okay. Glad him. It only, it only hit him in the shoulder and not somewhere else where it could definitely hurt even more. Yeah. Crazy. And there's one other thing is, uh, uh, this is kind of a, you know, a sad note here, even here on people on Facebook and, and on social media might've seen that Andy Anderson, uh, driver, uh, in the 2020 Winchester Speedway, Virginia, uh, super late model champion and uh, he's a veteran from the mid-atlantic his wife passed away uh yesterday and so we'll send condolences out to him she had been fighting some uh some uh, cancer for uh for a few months uh, i i've seen on facebook and i know there's a big outpouring of uh of messages over to andy uh, you know, he's a good guy uh, in the mid-atlantic region here and a good a good friendly guy and uh, everybody's uh, thinking of him after losing his wife and him and his family that's uh, a good note. I appreciate that. And Kevin, are you uh, going to Bristol this weekend yes. or no? Roomies. Yeah, uh, yes, roomies. I, I'm going. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm going to be roomies. My first time at Bristol since 1987. I went to a NASCAR uh, Winston Cup race there uh, back in the summer of that year. So uh, I think it's a little different now than it looks then. <laughs> also, I, I, I'm told that this morning you guys recorded your first writers podcast. How, can I get a quick sneak peek into how it went? And uh, will it unseat ah. the Rigsby Report and uh, Suave Talk and the video cast is the new <laughs> hottest property on Dirt on Dirt? I don't know about that, but nah, I think it went all right, you know. Once we got Robert with going good, with got his, he was able to get his uh, headset going. We had a little problem uh, hearing us at the beginning, but we got that figured out. And then we went, you know, we actually, you know, a little, little pilot there, just a practice sort of. And ooh, I think we went 40 minutes just talking and stuff. So uh, I, I think it'll be, it'll be fun. Uh, it'll be cool once we uh, get rolling on it. So, I look forward to uh, it. It should be up pretty soon. Are you the Woody Page of the group? Yeah, you're for sure the Woody Page, right, Kevin? I don't know. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not a. Not Skip Bayless, though. I'm not going to wear the, you know, I'm not going to wear the, the necklaces. 
stuff like that. But maybe Stephen A. Smith. I'd be Stephen A. Give me Stephen that? A. That's outrageous. I need a lot of that. <laughs> Kevin, I appreciate it, buddy. I look forward to listening to it. Thank you. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. We are hoping, by the way, next week that we finally get to kick off Castrol Flow Racing Night in America. We are 0 for 2, despite the fact those two have been rescheduled. One more look at the schedule. Tyler County next Thursday night, 10,000 to win. Uh, then a week later, Atomic for 22,000 to win. So, Derek, uh, the good Lord willing, we will start Flow Racing Night in America finally next week in Tyler County. Let's get it started. Uh, weather's supposed to warm up. Hopefully the warm weather warm weather stays, no more cold weather, and we get a race in, and then all of a sudden we'll be hitting it, you know, smoothly. We got what? Six races before the summer hits. I cannot wait for that. We got a jam packed. Let's Six go. races before the summer hits. We pick it back up with four in the fall. Uh, I will have a Rigsby report next week. Uh, Larry Moore's coming. Uh, likely Larry Moore. I'm going to record Monday. But what I'm finding about Larry Moore is uh, there's a lot of research with Larry Moore. It is I could interview him. So I I may switch and put somebody ahead of him, but Larry Moore's coming. I'll have a Rigsby report next week, and we are live here. uh, Videocast Tuesday and Flow Racing Night in America on Thursday night. So my final thought. Read the book, and then you'll be caught up on Larry Moore, and you can do the interview on Monday. I can't. Dave Argerbright's book on Larry is just too much. I (laughs) I can't consume it all in that short amount of time. DMAC, final thought. (laughs) On the spot, DMAC, go. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. Final thought. JD wins at Bristol again. Wow. Sweeps? Sweeps. And that's another another win towards my victories. Likely. All right, guys. uh, I think he's just too hot right now. Too hot. He's so high, he's like Hansel. Uh, D-Mac, Dustin McCarty, Derek Kessinger, we will see you back here next week. Thanks, guys. Enjoy Bristol this weekend.